Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello there. Welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our coach and good friend, John Opaluski. How are you today, John? Hey, Jim. I'm good. Good to be with you this morning. Right on. Hey, I, I really enjoyed our last pod, 155, because I think it touches on something that, that has a deeper power to discourage leaders than just about anything else that can happen. And I, I love the counsel. The advice was wise and, and clear, biblical, um, and, and very applicable. Would, would you just recap the, the topic and then the, what we talked about in pod 155 before we get into 156? Sure. Uh, it was entitled, When Parishioners Attack, Part One. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess there's enough to talk about that. We need two parts. Uh, yeah, and, and so what we what we uh, really uh, were rapping about, Jim, in 155 was no matter how great a leader you are, you're always going to have some people who don't like you and um, some people who are very verbal about their dislike. And um, I think anybody who's led for any um, time who's listening today, all they have instances flashing in their mind you know they have faces of people uh, or or situations flashbacks uh, to moments where they felt like they were under attack and you know uh, when you're a young leader especially uh, and I don't think it's just young leaders by the way that deal that have to no, wrestle with no, this everybody. I know I know guys yeah. that are my age who still yeah. struggle with this um, yeah. but when that vocal minority who thinks you're not the right guy for the role, the right girl for the role, uh, and they they come after you, you know, it's very easy to let their loudness negatively impact you. Yeah. Um, so we started in pod 155 talking about what do we do? You know, what can we do when parishioners come after us like that? And And yeah. so last week we unpacked two behaviors. One was get in touch with truth. Yeah. And, and essentially what we said there, Jim, is uh, try to ask yourself, is there any truth to what right. they said? Um, right. words because there, not- there may be, right? That some of those, even though they present right. it wrong, there may be something right in their words to, to consider. Yeah, that's right. And so we, the punchline of that one was when parishioners attack, extract the truth and yeah. discard the rest. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first one. Get in touch with truth. The second uh, behavior was get in touch with why. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we we challenged our listeners and watchers, Jim, to to ask. You know, what, it seems you're upset about this. Why? Why is that? What are you afraid of? Uh, right. Is there something you're afraid of? Are uh is there something about this that feels threatening to you or yeah. confusing to you? You know, some people attack. Uh, because they fear change or they fear losing control. They they fear sure. growth yeah. in momentum because, you know, like, what does this mean? Um, I'm no longer a big fish in a small pond. I know that yeah. sounds terrible, but I do yeah. think there's some of that mentality, right? And, and in those cases, do your best as a leader to be understanding. Um, we We talked a little bit about the difference between a wounded sheep and a wolf. And yeah. pod 155, that is worth the price of admission, just listening yeah. to that little part, because I think yeah. it's really important for us to distinguish yeah. between the two. Not everybody who attacks you is a wolf. Right. Um, and not everybody who attacks you is just a wounded sheep. We need discernment. Right. We need yes. this. Because yeah. how we 
how we respond to a wounded sheep and how we respond to a wolf is going yeah. to be different. So that's kind of the recap of yeah. last week. Great. So, so we get into this week's teaching now, part two, before we get to part 3D, where the where bad people jump off the screen at us with the 3D glasses on. But give us give us the next one, number number three. Yeah. So when parishioners attack, get in touch with your value. Huge. Yeah. You know, in God's eyes, you are more valuable than the work you do. Yeah. And more valuable than what others say about the work you do. Um, that doesn't mean you should be lazy. That doesn't give you permission to perform poorly. It simply means this. When the vocal minority screams, remember, your value does not come from their opinion of you. Yeah. That sounds really simple, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not. But I I mean, the the thought is simple, right? Unpacking that thought is is unpacking the soul of a human being. You know, why, why do I want them to love me so much that I'm willing mm-hmm. to compromise to get them to, to love me too, right? I mean, those are, those are deep questions. Yeah. You know, why do, we, why do people put up with abusive uh, relationships? You know, if you're on the outside looking in, you scratch your head and you think, don't they see yeah. what I see? And, and the answer is no. <laughs> they don't see. They don't see their intrinsic value. They don't understand how much God loves them. They don't realize that they don't deserve to be treated like that. Right. And, and so yeah. when, when, when people that you're leading and that you care about come after you, get in touch with your value. Yeah. You know, I, I've observed this in, in all of my years of leading, that, that people tend to be fickle. Mm-hmm. They can be fickle. Uh, yeah, uh, they tend to do what's in their own best interests. Yeah, uh, Paul. Paul even said that in Philippians chapter two. He said, uh, "Everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of yeah. Jesus Christ." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a bold statement, right? It's well, it's a uh, default setting, right? That's the default setting of humanity. So. Is yeah, I think so. And that's a good way to. That's a good way to kind of wrap that. Um, So if that's true, if if everyone looks out for their own interests, if if that's true, and I believe it's true uh, in default, right? Yeah. In default mode, why would we put our sense of value in other people's hands? It's dangerous. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's because we don't know, right? That we are looking for someone to tell us we're pretty or smart or brave or strong, or, you know, we're, we're looking for someone else to, to give us value. Um, and boy, that, that can be in the right hands. That's wonderful. Right. I mean, a, mm-hmm. a husband should tell his wife her worth and her value and her beauty and a wife should tell her husband, you know, the, and th- it matters uh, whether they believe or don't believe those, those things, the love mm-hmm. and respect, you know, words, but man, if, if that carries, onto every other human being or the people we're serving, get, it can get ugly fast. And I'll say this too, wolves and wounded sheep, I think know how to play that game better than the pastor does. They, mm-hmm. They've made a That's living out of getting attention or gaining authority or position or by, by using these tools. If a pastor doesn't know his worth or her worth, 
there, there really is an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. The only person I've ever met who's never been fickle ever is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. the exact opposite of fickle. Yeah. He, I mean, he loves you and me when we succeed and when we don't. Yeah. Um, he thinks we're awesome. Legitimately, he yeah. thinks we're awesome when the vocal yeah. minority thinks we're not. Yeah. Um, if, mm. if you get your sense of value from your parishioners and they attack, it will throw you off your stride. It yes. will throw you off your game. Um, that's yeah. where loss of sleep starts to happen. And, uh, yeah. you know, all kinds of thought patterns that aren't healthy that begin yeah. to try to dominate you. I was talking with a client the other day who's who just said, John, around every corner, it feels like there's another one coming at me, you know. And, yeah. um, and uh, you know, you, you, when you work with somebody like that who's, a, who's just a stand-up, wonderful, amazing leader, and you, you see the, the pain etched on this person's face, Jim, as, yeah. as, as a coach and, and mentor. Yeah. I mean, your heart just goes out to, to them, yeah. but the message is the same. You know what? Get in touch with your value. And, yeah. and the truth is legitimate and lasting value. You can only find it. You can't find it in the ministry. No. You, you can't find it in a, a bigger church. You can't find mm. it in a bigger bank account. And I, and I know this sounds so basic, but I keep coming back to it in my own personal life over and over, Jim, is that yeah. it, it is in that, adopt, that, that adopted relationship. I've made adopted. Ephesians yeah. 1, 5, uh, according to God's will and his pleasure. That's yeah. where my identity lies. And that's where my real value is. It's not what I do. It's who I belong to. And I have to yeah. tell myself that preemptively, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that when the attack comes, there's that base, right? Like it, it, it doesn't it doesn't penetrate as easily because I have that assurance that I'm loved and I'm valuable yeah. to God. But what do you think yeah. about this this third behavior? Get in touch with your value. I, I think it's the ball game. You know, we're talking about identity. Uh, and and I, security comes from identity, not from uh, the opinions of other people. You know, I, I you kind of think, how, how can you illustrate this? You go, what if what if a person were a, a multimillionaire? They were royalty and they knew it, but they put on common clothes and they they walked into the, the factory to work. And the boss said, you're an idiot. And, you know, but, you know, you own the factory or your father does. You know, you're, you're a terrible worker, but you know, you're not, he's just, he's just a hurt man. It helps you to see humanity so differently. And that, that thought that because nobody gave me my identity, no one can strip me of it because mm. no one, so good. you know, no one can really tell me who I am, but my creator and knowing what my creator said, I would have to agree with the accuser of the brethren to arrive at that conclusion. And why, mm. why would I agree with the accusations against me when I, I've memorized the things that you know God has said about me. It it, it right. makes perfect sense. But again, back to the default setting, I think the factory setting of our heart is somebody tell me I'm pretty, somebody tell me I'm smart, mm -hmm. somebody tell me I'm brave, somebody tell me I'm worthy, and and that is the struggle, right? From the orphaned mindset to the son or daughter to the heir, 
is is that that's the struggle is to believe ever increasingly greater things about what God has said about me as my reality being transformed by the renewing of my mind. Because the person the person that's a millionaire doesn't need your money. The person that's royalty doesn't need your applause. The person that you know knows who they are doesn't need you to fill in any blanks. There's no blanks. And I, I think so moving good. towards that, my my father is who my father is, which makes me who I am. And yes. therefore, you know, the, the the people can try to take things away, but it, they can't because they didn't give them to me. I it, again, I think those are fairly simple fairy tale type truths. But man, getting them in your heart, it will be tested by people 100%. close to you and and enemies of you, and you know. And and I and I think sometimes when we talk about something at this depth that there's an intimidation factor sometimes, Jim, like yeah. maybe, maybe someone who's, who's within earshot of our voice is thinking, it just seems a million miles away yeah. from me. That seems so far. And, and all I would say to you, it is worth every ounce of struggle you put yeah. into acquiring yeah. this. This is one of the most important things yeah. you can do. It will affect Jim. It will affect everything in your yeah. life. Not just your ministry, it will affect your family. It will affect yeah, your friendships. It will yeah. affect your calendar. It, I mean, it is so foundational. And so um, when when parishioners come after you, remember who you belong to. Yeah. And remember how he feels about you and toward you. Uh, yeah. Every second of every day, he feels the same way. Uh, he dances over you with joy. He's delighted in you. And I could go yeah. on and on and recite yeah, scripture. Right. scripture. Um, but can I'm going to leave share... that to the listener. Please go ahead. It's just, just a quick story. So I, I'm probably 30 years old. The church is in the throes now in my first six to 12 months of, of the changes of me coming in as a new senior pastor. And you ever had somebody, they, they pretend to be your friend because they say all the negative things people are saying about you, but I told them they're wrong about you. And don't worry, I'm on your side. And it's, it's just destructive gossip Now we had this lady and, and that was kind of her ministry was, you know, misery standing, standing between people that are complaining. She said, I want you to know when they're complaining about this, that you did and that, that you said, and this, that you're not doing, I told them, listen, I defended you. He's just a dumb kid. Give him some chance to figure out how to be a pastor because he doesn't know how to be one. And it was, it was just, I just had it. You know what I mean? We're standing at the door of the church. People are coming and going. I turn right and I just say, you know what? I'm not a dumb kid. And I refuse to, to take that. I don't receive that. I'm not a dumb kid. I'm a pastor who's been sent by God to serve this congregation. Um, I understand people have differences, but I know what the vision of the Lord is for this church. And I will lead it in any way. I don't need you to defend me. And I never need you to come to me and tell me all the accusations against me. It's, it's not helpful to me. It's poison to me, and I, I'll thank you never to do that again. And I just, I didn't read her the riot act, but I, I created a boundary. You know, you're mm -hmm. you trying to embrace or endear yourself to me by telling me all the rotten things people are saying about me to prove yeah. that you're on my side is not helpful to me. So you need to just, that, that opening in your face, it needs to close. And, and that, that coldness in your heart, it needs to warm. And go back and, and tell your people, you know, this is the vision. I am the pastor, and this is the direction we're going. And they don't have to stay. They don't have to even like it. But this is what we're doing because my master, I'm, I'm your servant, but you're not my master. My master is leading this church forward. That's where we're going. And it fundamentally changed our relationship and that she didn't speak to me for probably a month, which, yeah. by the way, was not a missed voice in my life. And when mm -hmm. she did talk to me, it's as if it never happened. And she didn't tell me any more about what people were saying until she finally 
left the church. My dad used to say, some people create, create happiness wherever they go and others, whenever they go, you know what I mean? She was the second when she left. I was like, I want, what's that King Kong, the witch is dead. You know what I mean? From the, from the wizard of Oz, I wanted to dance with the munchkins and, and throw confetti, you know? <laughs> and by the way, we're still friends. That lady and I are now friends, but I'm yeah. no longer her pastor, which yeah. I, the, the church is becoming healthy and sick people had to make a decision whether or not they were going to become healthy with it. Yeah, those who good. couldn't move down and we became friends because I was no longer her pastor. So anyway, thanks for letting me share yeah. that story. Well, that's good. So, so let's recap before we jump into the final one here. Yeah. So get in touch with the truth, get in touch with why, get in touch with your value. Yeah. Let me give you one more. And that is get in touch with reality. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, when I read the new Testament, I see the church struggling periodically yeah. with people who attacked its leaders. Yes. Yeah. And if these godly pioneers face the vocal minority, uh, why do we yeah. think we won't? Right. I don't know. I, yeah. I came into, Jim, I came into pastoral ministry with a set of rose colored glasses on. I don't think anybody should come into ministry cynical no. or jaded. We don't want you to do no. that. No. What we want you to do is have a, 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 a real set of glasses on. Yeah. Uh, and 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 just realize this is part of leading. Um, yes. I'm not I'm not saying with this fourth behavior of getting in touch with reality that we excuse poor parishioner behavior. I'm not saying we shouldn't deal with it promptly and pastorally, um, especially if these attackers have influence. Here's what I'm saying. I'm simply encouraging you to expect criticism from time to time so that when it happens, you won't be shocked. Yeah. Jim, I would have been miles ahead. Remember the, you know, the story about the elderly lady in, in, yeah. in yeah. pod 155? Yeah. Who stopped me on the way up to the platform. I'm 29 and she grabs me and she says something not nice to me. Yeah. Um, I would have been so much farther ahead if I had told her, you know, I can't talk to you about this right now. Yeah. If you like, I'll, I can chat with you, you know, for a couple of minutes after yeah. the service, instead of allowing her angry words to ruin my next three days. Yeah. Which is what yeah. happened. I mean, yeah. I'm embarrassed to admit it, yeah. but I allowed that encounter to wreck <laughs> the next three days of my life. I mean, I, yeah. I simply could have extracted the truth from her, from that, that encounter, tried to understand her perspective, remind myself that my value comes from being a child of God. And then just tell myself, you know what? Anybody who leads anything faces this kind of stuff. Especially today. So that's the fourth one. Get in touch with yeah. reality. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think there's a there's a wisdom. And from the wisdom comes a comfort. I, I hope to everybody and not just me that we won't do everything right. And there will be people yeah. that are be kind enough and loving enough to tell us the truth. And people that are mean enough and, and you know, sharks enough to tell us the truth. Uh, and, and mix it with some lies, just trying to poison us and kill us. Knowing the wisdom, yeah, having the wisdom to know the difference and know how to deal with it. I I think it's brilliant. I, I like to start that conversation with that. Man, I'm so sorry I disappointed you. I like to talk to you about it more. And then if the expectations are unrealistic, you say, well, those are unrealistic expectations. I, I will never be everywhere at the same time or preach the perfect sermon or be political enough or apolitical enough or you know whatever the, the flavor of the month happens to be for our, the passions of our people. But I, I think I think staying remaining humble and teachable, knowing who you are, 
you know, trying to fix the problems you can, accepting that you won't be able to fix problems, trying to heal past hurts, you know, which I, I think a lot of this comes from male or female authority figures that preceded us. We're paying for the sins of our predecessors mm -hmm. and trying to stop that cycle before they go on to the next place or give up on church altogether. I think but I, it comes back to the, everything you said, you know, it, what's true, who am I, what's my value to God, what's my role here, obeying that, and then going back to work, you know? Yes. And, and I, yeah. I think too, John, if we're not careful, if we don't, if we don't do what you just taught us, well, we'll take 80% of our time to deal with 3% of our people yeah. that yeah. make up about 95% of the complaints in the room. So out of balance, so That's unhealthy for them, so, yeah. so, so unhealthy for the congregations we serve, so unhealthy for the kingdom. It's bad stewardship. It's terrible stewardship. Can we just say it that way? Yeah. 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 You and I have a calling on our life, and part of our calling is to steward our time, our energy, the the and the conversations we will yeah. and won't have. Yeah. I want to I, I would love to frame it with stewardship. This is yes. about stewarding yeah. your calling. Yes. And and so it's it's serious. You know, we yeah. we got to learn this. And we have to we have to learn this. And I and I don't I don't think that learning this is there's a finish line to it. Yeah. Can mm -hmm. I just say that? I've been working on this for a long time. Yeah. And I, I, I can I can honestly say, Jim, I've made a lot of progress. Yeah. But um I still fall into trap. I still sure. miss these four things that we've talked about the last two sessions yeah. and I have to be, I have to be reminded by somebody saying, yes. Hey, John, you know, uh, and so be encouraged, you know, that yeah. if you're, you're working and trying to grow in this really important area of your leadership, that you're not going to bat a thousand, mm -hmm. but, but if you're batting zero right now <laughs> and you can get that average up to 300, you know, you're making progress and we, right we want to cheer, cheer you on. Right on. Yeah. I love it, John. Thank you for this. Cause I, again, we, we wrote that, that book, putting the good and goodbye. Yes. You know, the, having a good, honest, open conversation about the comings and goings of people. And we, we brought some of this out in that resource uh, that's mm -hmm. available on the website from, from Converge, but it's, you know, that's, that's the final conversation. That's the, that's the making understanding, but, these are, these are conversations that can come long before that conversation, but, it, but there's going to be some similarities. It's just coming to grips with who you are, what you're called to do, who God is, what he says about you, who they are, what your role is in their life. And once you realize those things and you have that, you talked about, you, you need to be reminded. I, I look at this as like, there's, there's certain medication in my, in my nightstand or in my, in my medicine cabinet. There, yeah. there, I got a terrible headache. I know what to reach for. I got a, I got a broken heart. I know what to reach for. It yeah. doesn't mean my heart doesn't get broken. It means that I know the cure. I have something that helps with this pain when I experience it. And to ask ourselves these self-analytical questions and kingdom analytical questions, are, it's just, thank you for putting this medicine, this balm, you know, at our disposal, because all of us need it sooner or later. If we haven't needed it yet, then welcome to your first day of senior pastoring. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> God bless you. And God bless our listeners and our watchers. Yeah. If you're, um, you know, going, man, I need this, but I, I could use more. Con convergecoach.com backslash something. What is that? Convergecoach.com. Contact. Contact. Yeah. Or you can go right to the website and click yeah. on the contact us link. Yep. So, you know, again, a listening ear, a, a, a loving tone of voice, someone can understand what you're going through to talk to about this stuff. Half hour, it's free. 
we can help you beyond that, we'd love to. If we can't, but you do need help beyond what we can do, we'll send you to someone who can help you uh, with no kickbacks, no, this is kingdom. Right. This is not, yes, there's a business side to all things kingdom, but this is kingdom. And we are great fans of leaders, particularly those in pastoral ministry. And if we can help you in any way, it'd be an honor to serve you. So God bless you. And we hope that you have a great Tuesday. Go get them as you continue to lead from alignment.